please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and this is episode 190 of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Can you believe that is a ridiculous number? Today, if you're listening on the day this episode drops, it's February 26, 2024, and we've got a big show for you today. We're going to have a Land in the Dawes Doan trip recap. We've got theme park news and we have another Black History Month spotlight to round out today's episode. But before we get into any of that, we've got to welcome in the monorail co-pilots. Let's start with the one who finally made it back from a Disney trip without germs, at least to this point. We're going to knock on wood. Landon, the Dawes Dome, welcome back. Happy return to the monorail, and I'm glad you're healthy, sir. How are you doing? Yeah, no. Too bad, yeah. Uh, knock on wood. I'm not going to actually do it because that sounds horrible on audio. But uh, it's me. It's me. It's the DOZ back from uh, the House of the Mouse down in Orlando, Florida, uh, coming to you from the isolation station. But I'm not in isolation because I have COVID like I returned with last time, nor do I have a pneumonia like I returned with previously. So, uh, so far, so good. Yeah, but, uh, I'm glad to be back here on the monorail. Relatively healthy. You know, I'm not exactly the picture of health as it were. Despite how I look, and I do look good. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for looking good. I'm proud of you for feeling good. You know, I don't know if you saw this past weekend when you left, as you were leaving town, people were getting ready to do the Princess Half Marathon weekend at Walt Disney World. In fact, that's why I left. I knew there was going to be physical activity involved. (laughs) I'm like, I have got to get out of town. Well, Uh -uh. several built for for, for running. This podcast is not built for running. (laughs) No, no, no. We're not built for comfort. No, but uh, several of our monorail family members are participating in that event this weekend. One of them being our good friend, Nate, uh, formerly of DVC duo and he's been tweeting out his experience but nate had a very unfortunate autocorrect on one of his tweets prior to his run and he said going to lick the runners this morning um so is that what y'all do at these disney runs so i should have stuck around for that that sounds fun (laughs) so if that's what goes on during run disney events first of all i'm in i'll be there next time Uh (laughs) but but second of all, if Nate followed through on that, uh, I would say he'll be coming home with all the germs. So yeah, yeah, that is that is not very hygienic <laughs> at all. But but good on you, Nate. Go lick them runners. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, congratulations to all our runners. Uh, we love to support you from afar. Mm-hmm. And someone else that I love to support from afar is our third monorail co-pilot of the day, and that is Steffers. Steffers, you have a confused look on your face. Welcome to the monorail. Hello. I mean, I know that I'm a little far, but like you can support me from never mind. Forget nearby. It. Anyway, I could, but you're not here, so I Near I love <laughs> wherever you are, Steffers. Titanic, Titanic. Um, are you are you uh, feeling as good as Landon 
fresh off a, a trip without any germs? Did I go on? I haven't gone. I came back from my trip like three weeks ago, so no. But I'm about to go on another trip, so eh, we'll see. Yeah. I'd- we'll see how it goes. I'm not, I don't think I'm fresh. I, I have an Alani in me, but like it hasn't kicked in yet, so... I just wanted we're to. We're trying em- out here. I'm, I'm trying to emphasize that we're germ free this episode. Last week, I was, you know, just finishing up my bout with COVID. Uh, finally, I think everybody in the house now is testing negative. So we've gotten the COVID out the house. Landon's feeling good. You're feeling good. It's a great day to start a Disney and Universal podcast. Yeah. Um, but still, wash your hands. Wash your hands. And SeaWorld. You forgot SeaWorld. I don't know why oh, you're right. excluding oh. SeaWorld. Yeah, we're the official podcast of SeaWorld, remember? I, I should say it now, SeaWorld. Now, we've all three said it today. <laughs> um, check it off. If, if you've got a- Does it work like Beetlejuice? Now that we've said it three times, is Shamu going to pop up? <laughs> you're in the splash zone, my friend. <laughs> uh, I live life in the splash zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I've got another t-shirt idea. <laughs> Um, oh no so this is the week that flower and garden actually kicks off and speaking on t-shirt ideas i just want to give a shout out to our good friend lee from over in the uk he took our idea of really trying to lean into the flogar branding for the flower and garden festival and he created a design for a t-shirt that he shared with me um this friday and it's great it looks wonderful. I will put it up on the Monday Morning Monorail uh, T Public store. So if you're interested in snagging the Flogar T-shirt, but if you want a sneak peek of what it looks like, it's on the Facebook page. It's the Monday Morning Monorail Fam Facebook page. It's there, and I also put it on the Morning Monorail Instagram. But thanks to Lee with his expert, uh, I guess you know, editing design skills. He did great. It looks it looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It does look good, though. The first time I tried to read it, I felt like I was having a <laughs> yeah, it, does, yeah. it does make you sort of feel that way. Yeah. The, the shirt's a real thinker. That's what I'm trying to say. It is. Like, don't think like, too much, but, yeah. like, you know, enough, you know? It almost looks like one of those things that, like, you would see on Facebook where somebody goes, if you can read this, you're not colorblind or something. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. It's a real visual mental test, uh, but uh-huh, that's good. Yeah. It helps keep you sharp. Um, but when I posted it, Paul responded and he said, uh, the official festival greeting for the Monorail family, a festive flogar to you. And then the other responds, and a joyous worden to you as well. <laughs> so I really think we should start doing that. And I'm sorry I didn't even kick off the show that way. Um, we'll start it next well, week. Yeah, let's take it from the top. Yeah, start over. We've yeah. had our fun. Um no, but that's that's really fun. So thank you. First of all, thanks again to Lee for designing that. But also mm-hmm. thanks to all of you all that are in the the Facebook group or the Discord or wherever you may be interacting with us. We have a we have a good time, and I encourage you to be part of that if you're not already. Um, so speaking of getting home after a trip and coming home without germs, Landon, you know, I really wanted to give some time today to recap your trip. You did a little time at Universal. I know not much, but you dipped in over there and did some Mardi Gras and. Spent a lot of time over at Disney, so I'm. I mean, any uh, anything you wanted to share? What did you bring back? Thoughts, highlights? What have you got? Fun. 
It was fine. Okay. Well, good. Moving on. Uh, Yeah, I was able to spend a little bit of time at both Disney and Universal. Only did one day at Universal, and it was in studios only. Uh, Didn't pay for the park hopper option to ride the dope-ass Harry Potter train. Um, uh, Just because we were there for Mardi Gras and uh, the eats and drinks that happen during Mardi Gras and to participate in the... uh, Well, not participate, to watch the parade, I should say, caught a lot of beads. Didn't get hit in the eye this year by beads. I uh, wore sunglasses just in case. So, you know, uh, heads up on that one. Bring eye gear when you go to watch Mardi Gras. But that parade is just super, super awesome. And it's something that's included in your price yeah. of admission to uh, Hollywood Studio. Wait. Nope. Uh, to, yeah, to Universal Studios. Yeah, uh, my bad. Almost caught that one. Um, uh, but yeah, very peopley. It both Universal and Disney. Um, I do realize it was on the President's Day weekend, so a lot of people uh, spent the long weekend down in the House of the Mouse and in Universal, apparently. But man, a lot of a lot of people, and that really impacted the amount of attractions or the uh, lack of attractions, more accurately, that myself and the Smokinot girlfriend were able to, uh, I guess, participate in while we were down there. But you know, it's a uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, if you do have the option to go to Mardi Gras, highly suggest you do so. Uh, again, the parade is incredible. The floats that they put together, the costumes that the uh, cast members, or the, excuse me, the team members uh, uh, wear and dance and interact with the crowd was just top notch, uh, like it was last year, but especially this year. So cool. They, they'll get right up on... Uh, on the side of the street and talk to you. And and if you're dancing and singing along to the song, they'll, they'll encourage you. It's almost like you're a part of the show. It mm-hmm. is so dang cool. Then over at Disney, I was able to uh, do a lot of first times. Uh, first time I went to uh, Topolino mm. and uh, that is a pricier place. I will admit that out of the gate. I spent way more money than I wanted to there, but the experience I had was phenomenal. Was able to snag a 905 reservation. Oh, when I got there, that's like, a late dinner. <laughs> why in the hell am I eating this late? But it ended up working out perfectly. The first time ever going to Topolino, we are way underdressed and we are getting side eye from pretty much everybody in that restaurant. It was great. Um, but the uh, but the person who seated us at our table said, "So are you going to uh, watch the fireworks?" They were like fireworks what what like like you gonna you break out sparklers and then do a show for us it's like no no we got there just in time to uh experience harmonious because i guess it completely had slipped my mind you can see the epcot nighttime show from topolino and not only was our table the perfect spot uh to watch the show if you want to go out on their i guess terrence their patio it synced up so you can hear the show as well and i mean that is just an incredible view and it was an incredible experience we got seated just in time uh we were able to get our glass of wine poured uh we took it out on on the terrace and we watched harmonious uh you can see the water projections from uh the uh terrace there on topolino i'm trying to figure out how many times i can say terrace uh i also want to know do you mean terrace yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> I, I realized after I said it the third time. <laughs> and I think, so, by so, the way, so, just really quick, unless you were looking into the past, you're watching Luminous also, not Harmonious. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is it's going okay, really. Well. This is going really, really well. You're doing great, dude. Doing I great. I screw up constantly. I didn't bring back COVID, but I brought back brain. <laughs> I God dang it! I think that's what happened. I drank the water when I was down. Yeah, that, that'll do it. Oh, Don't drink the water no, when you're in Orlando. Yeah. You will Don't get brain water. water. <laughs> but regardless of what nighttime show I was watching, it was it was great. And uh, Topolino is now a must do experience. Yeah. At least in my opinion, when me and the Smoking Out Girlfriend are down there, I actually have another Disney trip coming up at the beginning of April. Uh, I'm taking the Lotus back there, or more accurately, she's taking me down there for my birthday, uh, beginning of April. And that is a reservation I made specifically for her because I think she will enjoy it as well. Yeah. Also, with that 905 uh, reservation time, because you know she's a, a firework honk, as I've said on previous podcasts. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of people, but you know, I mean, that kind of comes with the territory whenever you go down to uh, Orlando, Florida, and you go to the parks. You're going to be dealing with people. Um, uh, but, yeah, had a lot of fun. I'm tired. I'm broke. Uh, and I go back to work tomorrow. And you and you today. caught a brain-eating amoeba. Um, yeah, uh-huh. No, don't, but don't, don't drink the water. <laughs> but did you get to see? So you saw you saw Luminous from uh, Topolino, the top of the Riviera Resort. Did you get to see it from Epcot, or was that your only viewing of Luminous? That was our only viewing of Luminous. We were in, we spent two days in Epcot and our first night in Epcot, uh, we were in the parks right when the nighttime show started, but we made the decision um, uh, to kind of stay ahead of the crowd and get out before the fireworks ended. Mm -hmm. Because we didn't want to be caught up in that because that was one of the things that we commented on when we saw it at Topolino. I was like, man, that was really cool. We got to watch the nighttime show. And we don't have to leave in that crowd uh, yeah. because as peopley as Epcot was, particularly on that night when we were there, uh, when the sh- when the show started, we would probably still be trying to get out of Epcot. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, if we waited uh, for uh, the show to be over. Uh, but I I thought the story that they tell with the with the fireworks and the water projections that we were able to see from Topolino. I That's point, cool. I want to yeah. point that out again. I, like like I was I was very surprised that we were able to see that. And another cool part from where we were seated inside the restaurant, we were still able to look out on the world showcase, and we were able to see the torches around the world stay lit for like. It, it must have been like we were there till like eleven, and and the torches were still going. I thought I thought that was a very cool thing. That's awesome. Yeah, that, it, it's a it's a beautiful view up there. Steffers, have you ever gone up to the Topolino Terrace? Uh, so um, we've eaten at. I'm trying to think. I think the very first time we ate there, we went out. Yeah, but I don't think. I don't think that's like a thing we go like that's like a staple place for us to eat because we love the Riviera. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think we've only been out on the terrace like once. It's just the the view is amazing. Like the, the it's, I it's, it's mm-hmm. pronounced Terrence. <laughs> well, it's it's Terrence now. Um, yeah. You're standing <laughs> on a dude named Terrence. He's, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. Uh, I you know so I had luck going up to Topolino and sitting at the bar. And when I did that, I actually got the last seat like on the far end of the bar, right by the window. So when the fireworks happened from Epcot, I was able to see him from there. It was it was really cool. That's the only that's my only firework experience from Topolino, but that was cool as it was. Um, yeah, highly recommend. Um, so food and drinks there is really really great too. Like I yeah. said, a, uh, a a pricier spot to uh, 
dine on in the Walt Disney World uh, Resort, but uh, I I think it's well worth the money. So I know you you exited Epcot without watching the fireworks, but did you get to experience the World Celebration Gardens at night and see it all lit up? When we were walking past it, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, we were trying to stay ahead of that crowd. Yeah, it's it's um, nice. Hold on, you went to Epcot twice. Yeah, yeah, we went on. Let me look at a calendar. We went on the 19th and the 20th. Mm-hmm. Like full day or was this like a split situation? Uh, it was a split situation. We okay. got we got there on the 19th uh, right ahead of our La Cellier lunch reservation for our anniversary. And spoiler alert, La Cellier was kind of eh this year. <laughs> um, uh, and then we got there uh, about noon-ish on the 20th as well. Also, uh, did a, another first time uh, we ate at the beer garden on the 20th. Never been there. That, oh. was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, I love that that's place. That's my favorite place. Okay. Hold on. Let me rethink that. No, yeah, no. That's my favorite <laughs> place set up. I wanted to make sure that like that was like an accuracy. Man, that's like a staple yeah. for us to go to. When yeah. We go to well, and, Expensive. And it, yeah. Um, again, like, like we, there's a reason I, I said I'm broke coming back from this trip. But uh, like, it, it's funny you say it's a staple for you. Because going forward, me and Lindsay, who that's her, you know, working her actual name, smoking on girlfriend. Working um, name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There had to be a better way for me to phrase things. Again, She's a random. working woman, Stephers. The water in Orlando. <laughs> this is what happens. Um, uh, but uh, that's going to be a staple for us going forward on trips to Epcot because she had such a fun experience there. The food's great. We had no idea that a band yeah. was going to play. Uh, I was in line for food. Scared the hell out of me when it started to play because my back was to the stage, and all of a sudden the music just starts i'm like oh, holy what was that you should um bring smoking hot girlfriend's daughter i think she'd have a great time oh yeah it's a very interactive it's like a whole like they like encourage kids and stuff yeah. i just mm-hmm. think it would be a yep. fun time anyway i'm gonna shut up please don't that's bad for a podcast yeah, um, really also is. true <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so no, that's that's awesome, Landon. I wanted to ask you one more thing. Uh, so about your experience at Mardi Gras, was there any drink or food item that stood out to you that you tried? There is one food item that stood out to me, but not necessarily in the way I was hoping. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, last year it was the uh, it was a uh, just a shrimp boil, mm-hmm. and this year they upgraded it to the crawfish and shrimp boil, and the. When I think of the food items from this year's Mardi Gras, like when when they give you crawfish, they give you the whole damn crawfish. So yeah. it's like, you gotta crack like it. the eyes are staring back at you as you're eating. A re- like, like it creeped me out. I couldn't eat it. <laughs> so, <laughs> like it was staring That's not into my where soul. I thought. That's not where I thought you were going with that. I thought you were about to say, I didn't know how to open or eat it or well, there was not that, that it was staring too. you in the face. Yeah. There was that, too. There was a lot going on with me and the crawfish. It creeped me out, if I'm being <laughs> okay. completely honest. I, so, uh, so that is the one food that stuck, stuck out to me. So now it's interesting. Like typically, I think in the years past, they've done they've had the combo, but you could get the shrimp separately because i've gotten it the last three years i've gotten the shrimp and crawfish uh boil so i don't know maybe they took the individual shrimp one off the off the list or something but uh i will say like when i went up to the uh to the booth and that was another thing we were kind of confused about the layout of the booth we didn't realize like around the stage and the jimmy fallon 
area like like that is that is the major cluster of where a oh, lot yeah. of a, a lot of the booths are like we walked the entirety of universal studios before we broke out the map it's like where the hell are these because <laughs> it's like like we we found like four booths and in the rest of the park but it's like oh yeah yeah there's like 10 in this one area there's a bunch so yeah, it, it, yeah that was that was a, another thing that stood out to me but i remember I could be remembering wrong. Remember, brainworms. Um, I don't remember seeing just the shrimp boil option because last year we we got just the shrimp boil option, and that was that was killer. That was the one thing that I definitely wanted to have again this year. And when they gave me the crawfish and with with its dead little eyes staring back at me and me not knowing okay, how to get into it its you, armor, but would it make you feel better if it was not dead? Well, I was I was half convinced it was going to spring to life and attack back if I tried to eat it. That was that was another reason why I, why I was like, nope, 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 not going to do that. That's so funny. That cracks me up. You crack me up. Well, they do eat it with me is an experience, guys. They do look creepy. I'll give you that. Uh huh. Um, but they taste pretty good. It's a lot of work for a crawfish uh, to get that meat, though. Um. Well, I'm sorry that you had that experience. Um. You missed out on some some pretty good stuff if you didn't find like the Germany booth. Um, oh yeah, I uh, the Germany booth was I didn't have the chicken schnitzel. I had what was the other thing? Currywurst. Yeah, the currywurst with the uh, with the spicy ketchup. Yeah, I really dug that. That was that was good. Yeah, uh, I, I I did want to try the uh, the uh, chicken though because dang that spicy mustard sounded really good. Yeah, they're both good. Both good options. Um, yesterday, Bob and I tried the uh, the burger from the Columbia booth, and it was good. Um, that was a new one for me. I, I guess I've been pretty lucky. Like the stuff that I've picked from the Mardi Gras Fest this year has all been pretty good. There hasn't been anything I have uh, been disappointed with. Um, nothing that haunts your nightmares. Nothing that haunts my nightmares. But I haven't had my crawfish this year. I'm going to have to. There you go. There you go. There's still time, Jay. I know. I know. <laughs> crawfish is like riding a bike. The f- Where <laughs> I'm are sorry, you going with was- this? <laughs> <laughs> the first. <laughs> Let's hear. The first time you eat it, it's very uh, intimidating to like peel and eat or whatever. However, you want to consider eating that. Crack it. But then, like you know, second or third time, once you get once you get the pedals going and you and you're riding, like it's no problem. You won't worry about the eye staring at you anymore. <laughs> Okay, she kind of stuck the landing on that one. I'll give it well, to her. Okay, in my in my brain, it made sense. Okay, like I was just thinking about like if I had crawfish today, like would I remember how to eat it? And like I think I would once it's in front of me. But like that that's a complicated. That's not complicated. It's just different. I will say the rest of the food with the crawfish bowl was very good. Like the seasoning they use on like like the potatoes and the corn and the. Top-notch stuff. Very good. But I could do without the whole, you know, <laughs> I am looking into your soul and, and crawfish thing we had going on. Who, do who, who doesn't love Old Bay? I mean, it's hard to go wrong with Old Bay. That is true. That is true. You know. I mean, it's, it's called Bay. Mm-hmm. So, Landon, you you might be right. I mean, this year, I'm, I just like quickly going through, they've they've got a shrimp gumbo by itself. But the, the boil looks like it's just the combo shrimp and crawfish. I don't think that's how it was last year. I think it was it, you, you get them separate. It most definitely wasn't that way last year because I I would have remembered little creepy sea bugs staring at us. Yeah. Well, all right. That's unfortunate, but I'm glad you survived it and you lived. And I got a fun story out of you it. You lived to tail the the tail. Um, uh-huh. 
sorry, tail. Never mind. <laughs> Crawfish tail. Sorry. Um, I'll see myself out. <laughs> She'll be here all week. You're doing good. Yeah. You nailed that I'm analogy. Killing it today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really killing it today. You know, it's all right. I'm doing great. <sighs> all right. Well, Landon, I am excited that you had some fun first and you had some good times with the smoking hot girlfriend on this trip. And um, it's, it's it's nice. You know, you, you've got a you've already got a trip to look forward to um, a comeback trip. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you got that to look forward. It's all that's the toughest thing. I think like when you come back from a, a Disney trip, you got the Disney blues. But if you can look at the calendar, be like, yeah, but I'm going back at this time. It's not so bad. Um, yeah, and and that definitely did help. I mean, packing up the night before we flew out, it's like you definitely do feel the sadness. You have to go back to the real world. Oh, a fun fact: I found out the uh, smoking hot girlfriend hates it when I use that term. So, uh, uh, much like Steffers, I'm doing really well this episode. Uh, but uh, knowing that I did have that return trip in April definitely did help, and uh, I get to stay at the uh, Coronado Springs when I go back, yeah. or as I've been known to call it, the Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> I think yep. we just need we need like a, a dictionary of Landonisms, and that way we <laughs> we could post it <laughs> for people. T-shirt idea. I'm just saying people could put people could do their own translation as they listen to the podcast. So like, what did he say, Terrence? Like, oh, that means t- did he just say? <laughs> oh, okay. I, I'm following along. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's an idiot. No, no, no. He's speaking his own language. Let him cook. Is the kid? Oh, says. wait, wait, wait. I do have one question. So there was a day you were in the Discord and you asked people to throw out suggestions for a quick service at a resort. Where did you end up eating that day? Do you remember? Because I know people gave you some ideas. Steakhouse 71 was thrown out there. We I did end up going to Steakhouse 71. We were okay. going to go to the uh, to the uh, Mexican restaurant you suggested. At, uh, what was it? Swan Reserve. It's at the Dolphin. Yeah. Yeah, Dolphin. Uh, but uh, we were right up against that uh, 2 p.m. lunch cutoff that apparently everything on Disney property has, we yeah. found out. But we ended up going to Steakhouse 71. Nice. That's always yeah. a good choice. Like Steakhouse 71. Yeah. All right. Well, now, as we move on from the trip recap, it's time to look forward. And to do that, we're going to look at the headlines from around the Central Florida theme parks. Let's jump into the news. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, we do have news to review this week, but... It's it's not not nothing too crazy. This, this is all kind of minor stuff. It's a slow news cycle week for episode 190 of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. But I do want to just share a couple things. Number one, uh, this is from blogmickey.com. Disney has filed permits for demolition at the former NBA experience in Disney Springs. Um, womp, womp, womp. Yeah, sad ending uh, to a short-lived attraction. I'll raise my hand right now and say I'd never set foot in the NBA experience. Um, I will say I wanted to. I, I at least wanted to check it out, and I never did. I I don't think I'd be going out on a limb to say probably nobody on this podcast went into the NBA experience. Is that true? <laughs> so yeah, that would uh, you can uh, count my hand among those that didn't go there on this podcast as well. This was just a. Head-scratching inclusion on the Disney property. I understand that the NBA has its fans, but it's like, really? We're going to dedicate this much real estate in Disney Springs to to the NBA experience? Yeah. And, and, and it was only open for a little more than 200 days before COVID-19. 
and I, I realized it was a shortly lived thing, but until we were talking about this for, for news purposes, I didn't realize a how shortly lived this was and B I thought they already tore this thing down. <laughs> it's just, it's been shuttered for a long time. Yeah, it has. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I know this was impacted by COVID. If this wasn't impacted by COVID, do y'all think this would have made it? I don't know. I, no. I, I don't think so. I mean, it I was open. Space is cursed. It could be. It could it's be cursed. Just okay. That 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 space is cursed. Yeah. I mean, it was open. It had two hundred days before it was shut down by COVID. Um, and I just don't. I don't think that I ever heard from anyone that this was like a must do experience. You know, when they when they brought it back, they used that space for a VR Star Wars thing for a little oh, yeah, while. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it just I, I don't know. It is. It's funny how sometimes there are there are these locations, whether it be in like a strip mall or, or just a particular street corner that just no matter what you put there, it doesn't do well. You would think, though, that this location would get a lot of foot traffic. I mean, Disney, everything in Disney Springs gets a lot of foot traffic, mm-hmm. but clearly not enough to uh, draw people in and keep it afloat. But uh, any any thoughts or ideas or wishes for what they might put in this spot? Disney Quest. <laughs> Disney Quest 2.0. <laughs> That's not Honestly, gonna happen. I mean, I kind of like that idea. I liked Disney Quest. It was it, it was it was the perfect thing for like like I know Steffers might roll her eye, but roll her eyes rather. She has two of them. Again, brainworms. Um, it was the perfect thing to do on that rainy day that you're inevitably gonna run into when you're yeah. down on a Disney trip. I mean, like we had two days pretty much rained out when we were down on our trip. Uh, what just last week and man it would have been so awesome to have somewhere like Disney Quest to go to yeah I mean sponsored by Apple Vision Pro right whatever it's called and I mean it Disney, could Disney just uh, hopped in, in into bed with what epic for, yeah. for the tune of 1.5 billion dollars so I mean you have the perfect partner if you wanted to give it another shot again now we do know Disney and video games track records have been kind of um, hit and miss let's just say in the past but at the same time I mean, you do have that spot and you do have a a partner like Epic who is just printing money with with Fortnite right now. So, I mean, <laughs> make it the Fortnite experience. <laughs> you you talk about foot traffic that would bring in a ton of people. I think it you would. actually could do like how they have. What is it called? Uh, like the exhibit. That's not what it's called. What's it called? Where like they show the preview preview center. It's called the preview center. Isn't mm, it? There you go. <laughs> Whatever. They could do like something similar to that, but for Epic Games and have people try new like yeah, upcoming cutting edge updates yeah. or something. Million dollar idea, Disney. I know you're listening. I think that's cool. Yeah, they could do that. <laughs> uh, the nostalgia in my soul is like, bring back the Virgin Megastore. I used to love that place. Um, <laughs> but does anyone buy CDs anymore? I don't think so. Yeah, I was going to have to say, Jay, you're not going to you're gonna have to explain to our younger <laughs> audience, A, what the Virgin Megastore was and B, what they sold. Yeah. Um, Physical media, which we don't know. Uh, no one knows what that is anymore. But yeah, that was a cool place. I again, I never went to Disney Quest. It it existed in a time where I didn't take a lot of Disney trips, and when I did, I guess we just didn't spend a lot of time at uh, former downtown Disney. So I totally missed out on Disney Quest, and I'm sad about that because hearing people talk about it, it sounds like it was really cool. And I can't believe that it wouldn't be something that would draw people in because you're right on bad weather, not just rainy days, but like super extremely hot days where people are like, I just need a break. Let's take the kids and let them run around in an arcade, you know, 
Um, places like Dave and Buster's are extremely successful. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. Yeah, it's just a puzzle to me. And I mean, I mean, like, uh, I I know here in Knoxville there is a spot that's like an e sports cafe, mm. and it does very well. Like like spots like that are popping up all around America. Why couldn't something like that happen at Disney Springs? Yeah. Ooh, what if they brought back Discovery Zone? Y'all remember DZ Discovery oh, Zone? Oh yeah, uh-huh. Go yeah. DZ at Discovery Zone. Am I old enough to know what that is? It was it was just like a what would you even call it? It was like a big jungle gym inside of a building. Uh-huh. Yep, indoor playground. Indoor playground. Or Qzar, bring back Qzar. We could do that. Um So so we're just trying to like like rebook our our childhood yeah. what's going on with this yeah. spot. Okay. All right. Neat. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I'm doing. The Ninja Turtles too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they're back. I Mutant Mayhem was fantastic. I love that movie. That was great. <laughs> Shredder's Revenge. That's a, that's a really good game. Yeah. Yeah. We're still living in a good TMNT world. Um Yeah. Are. Turtles yeah. Are good. Last hey. Ronin's getting a sequel. Oh my god. Hey, speaking of bringing things back, why don't we talk about Soren for a second? Whoop, whoop, segue. Soren around the world. Thanks. Soren around the world is coming back to Epcot. But here's the question that we have to all ask ourselves. Apparently, according to a report from Scott Gustin, it will be the unchanged original Soren around the world when it comes back, meaning that the old layout where you the finale of Soren is you end up in Epcot and you see the Fountain of Nations and the old future world, as I still call it, because I can't get my brain worms out of my head, um, is still going to be there. So I my only question is, why? <laughs> why is it the same? I know that they couldn't do like, I guess World Celebration isn't done yet, so they couldn't like update it with a actual video flying over the new Epcot, but they could half of the Soren film is digital anyway, like CGI. (laughs) So I don't understand. Like, why not just keep it? I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe I'm the only one who cares about this. No, I I don't think you're the only one that cares about this. And I think you could ask why about a lot of things about this. Why are they changing it back now? Why did it stay through, uh, the start of 2024, when I think a lot of people were expecting it to uh, uh, soar over California to go away at the beginning of the new year. Uh, why are they not uh, giving us an artist uh, rendition of what they think it's going to look like? Kind of what you're talking about. They could CGI in a, a placeholder for the yeah. time being. And then when they get the actual honest to God, concrete new uh Communicore Plaza and mm-hmm. Communicore Hall and all that fun stuff. Once Epcot uh, construction is finally over, if it ever is, <laughs> they can then go and shoot the actual thing and give us the new ending. I, I think there's a lot of why questions to this whole thing. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm glad Around the World's coming back because uh, I didn't get to experience uh, Soaring Over California. I was down there, but I've heard the reviews and they're not all that great and there's 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 no smells with soaring over california it's like like that's 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 the best part of, of soaring around the world is the smell there are like, smells like, there are smells with soaring over california yeah and what, but people what? were talking about the orange grove smell changed um i think it is different but yeah there's smells um okay all right well then i was mistold up again brain worms so here's the thing soaring over california to me it, you can tell that it's an aged film that's the big thing The it's it's the soaring around the world is a much higher quality video. It's interesting, though, how passionate some people are like when you talk about one versus the other. Like there are people who are absolutely I only like soaring around the world in Epcot 
And then there's people like me who's like, well, I kind of preferred the California film, but I just wish they would update it. But I don't know. Um, I just timing wise, I don't get it. Um, and then ending wise, I don't get it. But maybe maybe it is just like, hey, <laughs> let's just bring back Sword Around the World because it makes more sense in Epcot, which I get. Um, and then like when we do finish up, you know, finally finish construction, <laughs> quote unquote, finish construction. Mm-hmm. Epcot. Yeah. You know, then we'll update the film, I guess. But I don't know. It's I just, mean, it kind of does make more sense in Epcot. If yeah. You think about it. It does. Sure, it does. I, w- I just wish that the Eiffel Tower didn't look like the letter C, but, you know. There, there is that. Yeah, Captain, <laughs> the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> it's fine. The, the, you know, the thing, I think I said this at the time, but after I did Soaring Californ- Over California again, the thing I was reminded of is you don't have the jump scare transitions between scenes like you do in Soaring Around the World. Um, and I'll say you kind of miss them because it's like, oh, we just transition from one scene to the other and it and there's nothing that like indicates scene change but at least in soaring around the world you have a hawk flying at your face and then it goes and then you have a killer whale splash in the water and then the scene changes you know so and then you have an airplane run right at you and, <laughs> and, and you go through the propeller and then at the end tinkerbell kills you in a big fire explosion <laughs> over the epcot ball what if they're re- what a way to go this is oh, sorry my brain was working like while you guys were going back and forth what if they're waiting for um I don't know what the heck we it's called. But like they're waiting for all, like a whole Epcot overhaul. Mm-hmm. So then they take you not necessarily more into Epcot, but like they show more or show like an like an evolution y kind of like I don't know. It just seems like it's probably a money thing to be honest. Like they don't have the money, it's not completely done, like why waste resources when you know i do think they could do like i mean ai is pretty legitimate nowadays Mm. or not legitimate but like common nowadays so like i think that they could make it work but um i think that's probably what they're doing yeah but i feel like they're gonna try to i think they're gonna want to showcase it more when it's ready i guess you're right i think that's really what it boils down to and they're trying to keep california california and east coast east coast yeah or world world whatever and honestly they probably didn't think that construction in epcot was going to be dragging on this long mm-hmm. uh i i do know that the pandemic happened and put a lot of projects uh on hold at the time and then added on dates and uh added on to the date once it restarted but even disney had to be like i really thought we would have been done with this stuff by now. yeah that's true um but it's just like all the construction on I-4. It's never going to end. And <laughs> we're just going to everything. There, it will always be wall caught, at, you know, in some way, shape or form, I guess. Uh, but the walls keep moving. And actually, speaking of the walls moving, we do have a little transition. Mo- I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> we do have a little more progress on Communicore Hall as we were talking about that. Uh, they're they're continuing the construction moving barreling towards uh, an opening date which i i hope happens uh right after flogar so that i'm correct i love being right and that would be fun um but uh thanks to again blogmickey.com we've got some pictures of the uh what this new mural inside communicore hall is going to look like with mickey and friends and i love it because a lot of it is such a tribute it's such a tribute to like old epcot and i love that yeah it's great. Ugh. You even have Horizons on there with a robot butler. TBT. Yeah. 
It's good stuff. It looks really, really good. I, I can't wait for that building to to open. Um, mm-hmm. It does look really cool, and 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 the mural they're putting like like this is this is a piece of art that I would love to have in my own house. It 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 looks so dang cool. Yeah, like actual size too. You could wrap your whole living room in that. <laughs> <laughs> now screw that. I'm going to put it on the outside. My HOA is going to be furious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But the like the artwork is cool. It's it's interesting too because the Mickey and Minnie it doesn't look like the the new design from the Mickey shorts, but it also doesn't really look like old design. It's sort of its own uh design mm-hmm. for the characters, which is cool, but they're in space suits and Goofy's flying a rocket over spaceship Earth. I mean, I love it. It is really nice. Um and it would be cool to own, like, maybe I, I would be shocked if you couldn't get, you know, pieces of this artwork or maybe even the whole thing in some way, shape or form after the the Communicore Hall opens. So, And I, like, I think that some iteration of this will show up at future uh, Festival of the Arts. Yeah. Steffers just had a think, brainstorm. Sorry, my brain just blasted and I just, <laughs> do you think they'll sell, like, prints for this mural? Because I would buy. That, that's what I'm I hoping. I would buy this. I would love it if they yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was, like, thinking about how, like, I like, it's very Ode to Epcot. Yeah. But, like, when I think Epcot, I don't necessarily think, like, super bright colors, but I like how they incorporated these really bright colors with still the overarching, like, newness of it all. Mm-hmm. Sorry. My brain, like, I'm, like, thinking while y'all are, like, spewing things, and I'm like, ooh, this, too. <laughs> Honestly, the only thing it's really missing from old school Epcot is 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 any representation of Figment. But honestly, it's like, like this is a Mickey and Friends yeah. mural. So, I mean, like, like it doesn't necessarily need Figment. But, I mean, with all the tips of the cap to previous things that have come in epcot i mean it's if 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 you're a fan of epcot you're gonna dig this uh this this mural it looks really you know what it's missing Uh, a nod to is it ibm oh really just needs a a nod to ibm (laughs) (laughs) who needs figment just give me a nice little or even a segue just put a little segue on a segue <laughs> Segway that tours. would really hit me in the feels, man. Oh, oh. and anyway, you know, you I know, don't think this needs figment, though. I think figment would be too much here. Yeah, hot take. Well, I just, I think, yeah, I think, I think, like Landon said, with it being Mickey and Friends, it's just supposed yeah. to be the class. Because isn't that going to be the new meet and greet spot for Mickey? And I think I believe that, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I think so. Figment's what got his if own they thing. put the moon with Eric Idle's face in it? Yeah, no. No, don't do that. That would be a choice. Yeah. Or or they put the moon with Eric Andre's face in Eric it. Eric Andre. Yeah. A sign of things to come. <laughs> taking over. Stay taking tuned. over Figment. You heard it here first. <laughs> Eric Andre would not be allowed in the Disney parks. Let me in. <laughs> yeah. Cut to cut to that meme. Um but no, that that's uh, that's cool. I I'm just excited. I, I every piece of uh, progress that we make to getting Communicore Hall and Communicore Plaza open is exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the building itself, like 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 we've talked a lot about the mural, but the building itself looks really cool and really unique. Yeah, it's such a cool tribute to the the design of Spaceship Earth. Mm-hmm. I love that they're calling it Communicore Hall as a as a throwback to the you know that's what Interventions was before it was Interventions and. You know, just a lot of tips of the cap to where Epcot came from, which is we love that. We love that sort of thing around here. Um, That's looking into the past. But now we're going to look into the future and we're going to speculate a little bit as we look at this next article from WDW Magic. 
Apparently, this was two days ago, this article was released, drones took flight over Disney World, fueling speculation of future nighttime shows. This made me think, I gosh, this was probably a month or more ago, but did we not have an article in our news rundown where Disney had acquired like a local drone company? Do you remember that? They set up an office in Orlando or in the central Florida yeah. area. Yeah, I, I remember we, we talked about that. Yeah. So it would not be a shock, really, if this is something that gets incorporated at some point into nighttime shows. Um, they're already doing a big drone show over at Disneyland Paris. And if you've seen any videos or pictures of that, it's so cool. It almost looks fake, like uh, the things that they do with the drones over there. But, you know, it was it has happened in the past. You have to go back to 2016. There was a short lived drone show in Disney Springs for the, the Christmas time. Um, but it didn't, you know, it didn't last long. I don't, I don't know how long it had it run. I, I don't know if it was all through the Christmas season, but I know a big thing there was they're very sensitive to the, the weather, of course, the drones. And if it's too windy or stormy, they can't do it. That to me is really the only thing holding Disney back from incorporating this more into the nighttime shows. But I could absolutely see drones become part of the luminous show. I think that would be very, very cool to enhance that a little bit more. Um, I think drone shows are cool. I'm a fan, and I'd love to see it. So, as long as it's not outright replacing fireworks, yeah. I mean, it, it, as long as it's there to enhance the fireworks, because like I talked about, how my mom's a firework honk. I am her son, so I too am a firework honk. So, <laughs> as long as they're there to enhance the nighttime shows with the fireworks, I I I, I love this addition. Like, if you have the technology, use it. And uh, as a follow up, it was the uh, drone company uh, Dronosis, I believe it's how ah. it's pronounced. Uh, they were set up in uh, France, and then they set up an office in Orlando, Florida. We yeah. talked about that. Uh, interesting. About a month, month and a half. Very interesting, my friends. There's, okay. there's reasons for I hadn't thing. seen I haven't seen the Disneyland Paris drone show mm-hmm. like that that my brain just broke looking at this my question is though is that's why you got quiet the... you're watching the Disneyland Paris show <laughs> clicking through. you said it didn't look real so I was like what do you mean it doesn't look real so then I was clicking through it how my question I guess would be if how it would have to be a placement thing, right? Like, how do you not catch the drone on fire by shooting off fireworks? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that would be that could be part of the fun. Let's, let's shoot down the drones I mean, with fireworks. That would be cool. I also, like, I started this video. <laughs> I started this video and I was like, this is giving me Spider-Man and I'm scared. Like, I was like, I went down a whole rabbit hole. Like, I agree with Landon. Like, I very much would want this to you know enhance a fireworks show i just logistically i'm like how would you do that um and not either how would you do that like would it be two separate shows or is there a way they actually could keep the drones and light things on fire at the same time i don't know they could it, it could be two separate things yeah they could time it like space it out like you've got a little drone thing happening maybe after maybe post fireworks or Maybe they go back to having some sort of a nighttime drone show at Disney Springs. I mean, and maybe oh, it's a true. you know maybe it's a seasonal thing. I don't know. I just I mean that's where they're testing it right now was at Disney Springs. So I just I don't know. This is so cool. It's cool technology. Yeah, the the stuff they do. If you haven't watched it, I do recommend checking out the Disneyland Paris drone show. It's it's impressive. It's something mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like it to really see is. Yeah. in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I like I like the idea of them doing something maybe before the fireworks start because I mean like it's 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 been a hot minute since the Magic Kingdom's had a nighttime parade or a nighttime show that wasn't fireworks mm-hmm. or like like you know that appetizer before Big Sky Go Boom. <laughs> Yeah. Big sky go boom. We Put love that it. On a t-shirt. We love it when big sky go boom. Um yeah. Well, you know, who knows what's going to happen happen with it at this point. It's probably still a little ways off before we see any kind of drone implementation in in Orlando, but the, it, anytime we talk about this, it also makes me think about when they opened the new Fantasyland, which I think happened in 2014 and and for the opening. Uh, and it may have only been for one night. They had a dragon fly over the magic kingdom and it was a dragon drone um wait what that blew fire and stuff yeah oh that's odd. well it i guess that's similar to what they did when uh uh galaxy's edge opened uh you remember like like it was either for the grand opening night or the first couple nights they flew x-wings over over uh yeah. batu yeah and i don't ever get to see this cool stuff and then they don't keep doing it <laughs> dang it disney it's not fair give me my dragon yeah Oh, well. Um, all right. Well, something to look forward to. And um, and that's those are our, are our Disney articles of the week. I want to I want to remind people, by the way, we are moving into Flower and Garden or as we call it around here, Flogar Festival at Epcot. And last week I introduced the monorail menu challenge. So as we kick off Flower and Garden, if you go, I didn't say this specifically last week, so I want to be specific. If you go to the Flower and Garden Festival and you try one of the festival food items, because I think I just said if you post something you're eating. <laughs> this is not a do it from home thing, people. I want you I want you to post a picture of your food or drink item from Flower and Garden that you got at the festival. Give us a little review. And if you do that on Instagram or on Twitter and you do hashtag monorail menu and make sure you tag us at Morning Monorail, you're going to get entered for a chance to win a $50 gift card at the end of the Flower and Garden Festival. The other thing that we said was we're going to pick an item a week to be a featured item. And if you try it and post it on your timeline, you're going to get two entries that week for that one specific post. So we we had a little huddle before the show started today, and we decided I don't think that there's any way that we could start with any other item on the Flower and Garden menu list other than the Fruit Loop Milkshake. You got to do it. You got to do it. I mean, yes. Does it seem like it might be a little weird and gross? Possibly. We don't know. <laughs> That's part of the fun. That's Just part of the your fun. Inner figment. Great cell job. Great cell job. But see, you got to sneeze. You, you, <laughs> fart figment. <laughs> you got to test it out. And uh, yeah, sure. Sure. We've called it like you know, figment milk, like this could possibly be yeah. what you get if you were to milk a figment. Absolutely. And maybe that's why we've picked it out. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably why Disney has put it on the menu. <laughs> Leave it to the Something. morning monorail. To, it always circles back around to milking or eating the Disney character. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. We're hungry. At least we're on brand. We're frequently <laughs> hungry. And so... Um, I also like the fact that this item is coming from the brunch cot booth because I am the self-proclaimed mm-hmm. brunch baby. And I want you to get your brunch on, baby, and go to brunch cot, get the Fruit Loop shake, post it. Again, at Morning Monorail, tag us on Instagram, Twitter, hashtag Monorail Menu, 
That's all you got to do, and we're, you'll get entered uh, for a chance to win the $50 gift card. Just post a picture of your food item and give us a, 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 re- a review of it. And if you think the Fruit Loop shake tastes like it could have been milk straight from a figment, I want to know. <laughs> we're going to get so many weird responses. <laughs> I'm okay with it. You know, we got to live our best life, and this is this is our best life, Landon. By the way, this is a non-alcoholic option. Yeah. Do you want to point that out? Yeah. I figured that was best, really, because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, maybe later we do, if we do an alcoholic item, we should do a non-alcoholic item as well so people can participate. Be inclusive? Yeah. Be inclusive, mm-hmm. not leave anybody out. And this is going to be a sugar item. So that's, you know, there's some people who maybe can't have that or dairy. I, I would assume this mm-hmm. is dairy. Um, so, uh, mm-hmm. but. Dairy, my fave. <laughs> Gives a lot of people gas. Take your lactate, everybody. <laughs> wow. I'm giving good We're advice. Just a special bunch. Don't forget your lactate. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm excited to see what you all try. It doesn't. Again, it doesn't have to be the Fruit Loop Shake. You can try any item from the festival and and post it, and you'll get an entry. And uh, I'll round all those up, and and we'll see who gets the big gift card once the once the festival's over. Um, Am st- I eligible to to win said gift card? Today? No, no, you can't win. You're you're already getting rich off this podcast. You don't need a gift card. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I need to talk to my money. Wait a minute, you're my money guy. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, the checks in the mail. Um, oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> so looking looking around Central Florida, our other uh, competing theme parks with Disney, we've got Universal and SeaWorld, of course. Um, Steffers, I know this one was a couple weeks old, but I posted in our show notes a link to the Circus McGurkis Cafe Stupendous new menu review uh, that Orlando Informer posted. And I know that we already talked about the Circus McGurkis reopening and the new menu, but I posted it because specifically as I looked at the pictures and read what they were saying about it, it looks like a lot of like items that I actually kind of want to try at this little uh, universal islands of adventure eatery. So um, I didn't know. Well, first of all, you know, if we didn't give it its proper due when you read about this previously, I apologize. But, but also I didn't know um, Steffers if, what 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 was the menu there like before this? Was it just standard stuff? Was it was was it like burgers and chicky chicky nuggets? Um, it was pretty standard. There were some stuff. I want to say they had like seasonal stuff that was more popular, but it wasn't permanent. So they've added that to their menus. Um, like the poke bowl, I think is new. Yeah, I think the roast beef sandwich has. Yeah, seasonal holiday special is now a permanent fixture. That's what I was, okay. I was like. I okay. knew something. So, like, the roast beast was something that was super popular, and then they made it permanent. I think they just realized, like, what people liked and what people were like, why would I eat this kind of thing? <laughs> um, so, some some good stuff. And I have some creator friends that have been there, and they've actually tried the menu, and it's, it's pretty good. I haven't eaten there, except for Buffalo Tots during yeah. the Orlando Informer meetup. So can't really give you a good review well i think it just it's something that now because i'm more aware of what the offerings are and i've got the you know i can see the pictures it always that always makes a difference because uh, this mm-hmm. stuff looks appetizing mm-hmm. to me and i'd like i'd love to get in there and try that pizza pasta that looks pretty good i literally yeah, just scrolled by that so, sounds it looks so good yeah i may what even is that cupcake oh my gosh the uh the cupcake uh 
car- caramel popcorn cupcake. It looks it looks like ice cream with caramel corn on top of it. But I guess that's just yeah. that's icing in a little popcorn bucket. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool stuff. So it's supposed to be sort of like circus theme, but also Dr. Seuss and, and kind of whimsical and yeah, all like man, I'm just telling you. This is a place that I want to try soon and come back with a review because one thing I would say is I, sometimes I feel like it's hard to find um, like really good like quick options at Universal Quick Service that isn't just the standard stuff. And this is a little bit different, so I'm looking forward to trying it. I'm going to fly down just to try it with you. I think you should. I also have another piece of Universal news. Yes, ma'am. Um, The rumor mill is rumoring. Well, it's not really a rumor because I saw a guest actually post about it. Uh, Skull, Reign of Kong, yeah. Skull Island, Reign of Kong. Uh, it looks like that they are phasing out the 3D element of this ride and making it 2D. Really? What? Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, it looked like they were testing it or like running, you know, running some tests. But I, I do believe that this ride will be phasing out the 3D glasses. Oh, Interesting. That's that's a bummer. Yeah. So, you know, just something to keep in mind while you're planning your trip. Do you think that would be because it would be more, it's more accessible, I guess, if you don't have the 3D element? Because people who may be vision impaired or wear glasses and stuff, it might be a challenge. Um, it, the- I will say it is a challenge to wear my glasses on that ride. However, I I don't know how you get the full effect without it being in your face. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. It just turns into a... Another screen ride at Universal with with a very cool animatronic at the end. Yeah, still. Yeah, getting to see King Kong at the end is awesome. Um, I don't think you you don't wear goggles on the Fast and Furious ride, right? So it'd be it's going to be similar to that. And and much like Kong, you see a giant thirty foot Vin Diesel. <laughs> That's true. That's- could you imagine? Like I could, <laughs> and I would scream. Audibly scream. Well, there, um, there are parts during uh, that Fast and the Furious ride where he might as well be 30. Yeah. I mean, he grabs a helicopter from a car. So. He really does. <laughs> yeah, I... Well, Reign of Kong is actually one of my favorite rides in Islands. I just... I don't know if 2D is the move. Also, this is like a testing thing, so it might not be yeah. a permanent thing. They might change their mind. I will say that they've just... They are, are testing a 2D version. Yeah, so. that's... Interesting. It's just an interesting choice. I mean, there has to be a reason for it. Um, yeah. that, you know, maybe it. I. The only thing I can come up with is maybe it's an access, accessibility thing. But who knows? It also would be uh, more sanitary in the long yeah. run because you don't have to like mm-hmm. clean the goggles every use. But you know, yeah. Who knows? Okay. Well, thank you. Steffers. Thank Steffers you, Steffers. Is not now. Thank you, Steffers, for bringing the the information, the breaking news. And and sharing it. Is there anything else universal wise, or are we good to mention SeaWorld one more time? Oh, we can mention SeaWorld one more time. Okay. So the last thing I had today was just that this week there was a media event over at SeaWorld where people got to come in and get a little preview of the construction and what is complete on the new Penguin Trek coaster. Um, it looks like they're still just based on the pictures that are posted. I, they show the, the loading area for the ride and some of the interior. It looks like there's a lot to be done on the interior of this ride, but the track, I think, is complete now. Um, so I guess they could start testing the, the ride vehicles or snowmobiles, as they're calling them for this ride. 
I am waiting for my penguin popcorn bucket. <laughs> There's got to be. <laughs> they got to do it. They're, they better. And then I will need a glorious, glorious Floridian friend to buy me this popcorn bucket so that I can have this penguin forever. Yeah. I mean, I do. I'm excited for this ride. I mean, I haven't been to SeaWorld in who knows how long, but it looks really cool. It does. And, 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 and I like the fact that it's including an educational element to it as well in addition to just being like like a thrill ride though i love the fact that it's called a family friendly launch coaster uh that goes 43 miles per hour screams family friendly right there doesn't it and i mean some of the twists and turns of the tracks very family friendly <laughs> how fast it's is slinky 43 miles per hour oh yeah yeah i'm sure my mom would love that family friendly oh slinky dog I mean, dash goes 40 because that's considered that fast, Landon. That's considered okay, a that, family that, coaster. But but looking at some of these twists and turns, Slink ain't doing that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I mean, it, it looks like it's going to have some dynamic movement. But I'm excited. I mean, I think it's going to be. I always like it when they've got sort of these transitional coasters where you can take kids who are used to riding like the Grover coaster or whatever they have in Sesame Street Land, and you bring them and and put them on something like this to test them out and see if they're ready for that next step. Uh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And the Things other like that I I get that, yeah. Yeah, the other thing about it too is is most of SeaWorld's coasters if not all have like I mean they're all thrill coasters. They have a high height requirement, so, you know, giving something for uh some smaller people to ride. It's it's a good thing. Penguin-sized people. Penguin-sized people. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I'm penguin-sized. Steffers isn't allowed to ride half of the roller coasters at SeaWorld. She's too short. <laughs> <laughs> she has to wear she has to wear platforms. <laughs> Don't make that yeah, frowny face, um, Steffers. I don't even. I don't even own platforms, so no. maybe you could I'm borrow Ron DeSantis's. <laughs> He's not using He's them not anymore. Using no, them thank anymore. you. <laughs> no, no, thank you. I'll pass. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a good place to wrap up the news for the day. Ron DeSantis's <laughs> platforms. Uh, <laughs> All right. Boom! Got him. Got him. Roasted. All right. Got let's... him roasted. <laughs> so we're gonna take a little break here. Um, On the other side, we're going to wrap up our Black History Month Spotlight series, and we're going to talk a little bit about the origins of Mardi Gras. Stick with us, and feet don't fail me now. Feet don't fail me now. Welcome back to the Monorail. Justin Monorail here with you alongside Steffers and Landon the Dawsdone. And we're wrapping up today's episode with our final, for, for this year anyway, Black History Month Spotlight. And this month, or this week, we're talking about the origins of Mardi Gras. So one of the things that I found as I was doing a little research was there was a blog that was posted, I think this was back in 2017, yeah, February, February 25th of 2017 uh, on the Discover Universal blog. Now, the only thing about this blog that I will say is I can't find the author. Oh, here it is. Okay. Ja- Jaslyn Ferguson was the author of this blog from seven years ago. Um, and part of this blog is talking about 
uh, black culture and its influence on experiences at the Universal Parks. But the thing I wanted to focus on was really the the Universal Mardi Gras uh, piece of it. Because I'll tell you, two of the things that I love the most at Universal Mardi Gras, the music and the food. I mean, though that that's like as big. Sure. Do I love catching beads? Of course. Of course I love catching beads. Of course I love like everything that goes along with it. But like, I mean, I'm I'm always stuffing my face full of beignets and and Landon's probably not eating the crawfish, but I eat the crawfish. No, not eating the crawfish. <laughs> I eat the. I love That's eating the okay. the jambalaya, the etouffee. I love all that stuff so much. Um, and then you know the music is just like I, I I spend most of my time at Universal Mardi Gras just dancing around, embarrassing myself because I can't stop moving. Um, but that music, you you may know, you may not know. Uh, Zydeco is actually a genre that started in the hands of black musicians um, using washboards and their voices to entertain their families. And um, that, like Zydeco music is is so ingrained in in Mardi Gras culture. And um, I mean, like, it's interesting to think that one of the one of the things as I was reading about this uh, and doing some research on some different things, I learned that actually we even though we associate Mardi Gras with New Orleans and Louisiana, the first celebrations for Mardi Gras were in Alabama. And um, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was news to me. That was brand new. Um, and then eventually it moved over to to Louisiana. But um, during during the early days of Mardi Gras celebrations, we were still in this in America's history uh, going through segregation, and so. There were celebrations of Mardi Gras for white people, and then there were celebrations of Mardi Gras for black people. And um, a lot of the traditions as segregation ended and the parties combined, the the black traditions um, sort of like became the standards and the staples. Um, and, I, you know, I mentioned the Zydeco music. I mentioned the, uh, the food. But uh, there's one thing that I learned about today that I that was another thing that was news to me. So. Uh, Mardi Gras Indians, um, a popular theory suggests the tradition began in the late 1800s when black New Orleans, New Orleansians, wow, New Orleanians dressed Bless as you. Native Americans to, <laughs> to honor indigenous people who helped them escape slavery and survive in Louisiana wilderness. Um, so that's a that's a piece of of like the costume work and the part of the parade would be the Mardi Gras Indians. Um and that's where that tradition comes from. Uh, another another part of it was the flambeau carriers. Um, as of 1857, enslaved black men and free men of color lit the way with torches. Today, black <laughs> New Orleansians pay homage to these torch carriers. Uh, there's another thing, uh, the skull gangs that roam early on Fat Tuesday. That was a part of the, the black uh, Mardi Gras traditions. And the street party that takes place under uh, a bridge on North Claiborne Avenue. Uh, and later in the afternoon, um, is it was was a piece of their celebration as well. And then finally, the crew of Zulu parade. The parade takes place on Mardi Gras, and um, was another piece of that celebration. So, as the two, as as I mentioned, as segregation sort of ended, and the two parties combined, now so much of of the black traditions influenced the way that we celebrate uh, Mardi Gras today. So. Um, just just talking about uh, Zydeco music, I always like to have like a particular person from history that we can talk about as part of these. 
So I pulled a Wikipedia page for a man named Clifton Cheney. It's spelled uh, C-H-E-N-I-E-R. I actually looked up the pronunciation because I wanted to say it right. I didn't want to embarrass myself. That's not really how good I would have pronounced it. So, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you looked it up. Yeah. So Clifton Cheney, uh, he was an American musician, lived from June 25th, 1925 to December 12th, 1987. And he was known as a pioneer of Zydeco, or actually the king of Zydeco, also billed as King of the South. Um, a native of Leonville, Louisiana, he spoke Louisiana French as a first language. And a lot of people really credit um, Cheney um, as like the the person who really started the tradition of uh, Zydeco music. And I looked up uh, there's there's videos on YouTube you can watch him perform and. Uh, it's just this kind of music. It just like I said, it just makes me want to it makes me want to get up and move. It makes me want to dance like uh, I, I I can't help myself. It gets in my body and I want to move around. Um, but Clifton Clifton Schnee, he, he sang and played the accordion and he won a Grammy Award in 1983. So I do recommend I'll post. So in the Facebook group last week, I posted all the links that we used for the show and I'll do that again this week. But one of the things I'll do too, is maybe I'll post a couple links to, uh, Shanae's, uh, performances. So if you want to see that and check that out, that, that'd be something you could do. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's good to like, to s- not just like celebrate the past, but like say these important names and remember them. Um, because I don't, as, as I have learned, as we've been doing this series over the last several weeks, there is not, there was not a huge effort to preserve black history um, when it comes to, you know, music, art, performance, theme park, like all that sort of thing, development. Um, and it's hard to find the resources. It's hard to find the information. You got to do a lot of work. And I'm glad that now that's, you know, that's not the that's not the case anymore. And I think we do a much better job of celebrating everyone's accomplishments. But it's just sad that some of this stuff, it gets buried. And, and like I've learned so many things for the first time just in the last couple of weeks trying to dig into history and, and find good stories to tell that I'm like, I don't know why I didn't already know this or somebody, you know, it, it's not something that ever came up uh, before. You know, I took a I took a history of rock and roll class in college. Why didn't we talk about Clifton Cheney? You know, I, we talked about little Richard and the, and the debate of whether or not he, he should have been the king of rock and roll and not Elvis, but <laughs> we did talk about that, but not Clifton Cheney. So anyways, um, yeah, check that out. And if you want to, if you want to check out some of his music or see some of the links, uh, make sure you join the, the Monday morning monorail fam Facebook group. Do it. Yeah. Just do it. Nike. So that's all I've got for today, unless anybody has any uh, closing thoughts for today's episode or uh, or any final thoughts on Black History Month as as we wrap up. This is a long February. They, there's an extra day. Um, we got a leap day. Yeah, don't forget. Thursday, leap mm-hmm. day. Yeah, um, don't, don't y'all be signing your checks March 1st a day early. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> it would be. It took me this long to get 2024. 2024. <laughs> <laughs> People still do it. People still do it. But I, it took me this long to write 2024. So now I got to, you know, we're going to ignore the 29th. And like, I won't have to write a date down until the 1st of March. You're, what are you Don't ignore are, the 29th. That's that's the day the new uh, Final Fantasy 7 drops. Oh. We've been waiting a long time for this one, Stuffers. 
Stephers is just gonna, is just going to sleep through <laughs> sleep through the 29th. <laughs> she doesn't believe in it. She doesn't want to experience I, it. No, we don't celebrate I'm February forget. 29th in this household, young man. I'm just going to forget, okay? I'm special. <laughs> well, I think you're special, Stephers. Like Thank you. Yeah. I am special. I think Landon I think Landon is special and I I think that all the members of the Monday Morning Monorail family are special. And if you're listening to this show right now, you are a member of the Monday Morning Monorail family. I know it sounds like a cult, but it's not. We're we're just Whether a, you like it or not. We're just a big family. We like to we, you know, pretend that we're 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 like we're okay, we're a quasi cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're one of those fun cults you hear about on, on the news. Like, no, generally, if you hear about a cult in the news, it's never fun. It always ends true. Okay, we're nothing like those cults that you hear about in the news, but we do like fun. Re- okay, we don't do fun. What's we have good this? hearts. I don't know where I'm going with this. We're not trying to get you to believe in a different kind of religion or take your money or get you involved in some sort of you know, other illicit activities. We, we just want to hang out with you and talk about theme parks. And yeah, we are, we do. We, we, we are trying to take their money. We've we've, t- we've talked about making T-shirts several times during this episode. Well, but we're giving them something in return in that case. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but if you want to interact with us and you want to be part of this whole thing, uh, you can do that. But I will give the plugs for the show at the end. First, let's plug our individual stuff. Landon, it's it's good to have you back. I don't know if you've heard us try to attempt to sing your song over the last couple of weeks, but it hasn't gone real well. So I'm going to toss it over to you and Hold say. Hold on a second. It has gone so well. I am such a great wing woman for Landon. You try. All right. Go you ahead. do try. But we're going to let the man himself do it. Landon, take it away. L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me, Landon Doan, I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest, that's where you can follow me, 280 characters at a time on Twitter, I also will again be appearing on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com, also available in the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk987 app as well, I say appearing on the Phil Show again, I've been gone for like two weeks, so uh, I'm going to see if I remember how to do my job i've been having dreams about going back to work and forgetting how to do my job so uh that's not instilled me with a little bit of uh worry if i'm being completely honest so you know that'll be fun but uh, be sure and tune in uh for that if you uh want to uh hear me do this professionally question mark yes somebody does give me a paycheck for this uh even if i do have brain worms uh don't <laughs> drink the water in orlando florida you will get brain worms um uh Terrence is not where you stand. That's a person. Um, uh, I'm not sure what the Epcot nighttime show is now, honestly. <laughs> and uh, it is good to be back, y'all. Uh, I have missed doing this uh, with you and uh, Steffers. Jay, uh, I've missed you, the lovely listener. You are my favorite member of the Monroe family. We have the best fans in the podcasting game. I truly believe that the reason we keep doing this for now 190 damn episodes is because of y'all. The fact that you give us a second of your time, let alone now going on what probably an hour, hour and 15 minutes ish means the world. So thank you from the bottom of my heart that you do this week in, week out. Y'all are the best. Love you. Mean it. Wonderful. Steffers. I can't top any of that. Oh, and um, Boathouse was really good, too. I, I, I want to oh, nice. that out there. <laughs> Boathouse is quality. No, you're mm-hmm. fine. I can't top all the things that you just said. 
Um, but you can also uh, check me out on Instagram and TikTok, Adventures with Steffers. And if you cannot get enough of my beautiful voice, uh, you can also listen to Adventures with Steffers podcast, or as Landon likes to call it, Avengers with Steffers. Um, there are two new episodes out right now. One with uh, Justin Monorail and the other one with Angela Dahlgren. So go check that out. And um, yeah. I'm still reading. I'm at 21 books for the year. So that's the other reason. That's the other reason Steffers goes quiet sometimes on the podcast. She just starts reading her books. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) Uh, I don't think. Don't think I can do that. During this during this one podcast episode, Steffers actually read two and a half Twilight books. I I did. (laughs) Incredible. Hey, Steffers, question about the latest episode of Avengers with Steffers. Do you know how uh, Angela's ice cream turned out? I don't, but actually I can ask her. (laughs) Okay. I know that a lot of people do make it with protein powder. So, like, I can't imagine it's bad, but I also made sure to tell her to, like, wait the full 24 before (laughs) trying to blend it. Because, like, I can't really say about the thickness. You know what I'm saying? I do understand Um, where she's coming from. 24 hours is a long time to wait. We are a society of instant gratification. We want it now. Oh, 100%. I, I cannot. That's the one bad thing about having the Ninja Creamy is you you make it all and you just want it done. But it does, mm-hmm. it's not. That's not how that works. You have to wait. I will let her. I will ask her. I will ask her and let you know how Thanks, that went. Jeez, first. words are hard. They are. Uh-huh. Maybe <sighs> you have brain worms, too. I did drink the water. Oh, no, Staffers. <laughs> Well, you know, I drink anyway. the water every single day down here in Orlando. Yeah, you're immune. You turned out. Um, okay. Well, I want to mention Terrence Howard is an American actor having his first major roles in the 1995 film Dead Presidents and Mr. Holland's Opus. That's a Terrence. That's a famous Terrence. Mm-hmm. Was, wasn't he also the original uh, roadie in, in Iron Man? I don't know. That's it. Oh, yeah, you're right. He was. Yes. James Rhodey Rhodes in the first Iron Man film. And then he looked at the at the war machine suit and he said, next time. And Marvel's like, no, actually. Not that next time. <laughs> Aww, that's sad. Wah, wah. Um, wah, wah. Yeah. Well, I am Justin Monorail. I drink Orlando water on a daily basis. And that explains <laughs> why I am the way that I am. Probably mm-hmm. you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Justin underscore Monorail. And you can, if you want to, follow me on TikTok. I don't really post a lot, but I am on there. If you want to interact with us as a show, all of us, all at once, you can join the Monday Morning Monorail Fam Facebook group. We also have a Discord where we're chatting all the time. I posted some pictures, or at least one picture, from uh, the Bare Naked Ladies concert at Universal last night. It's a great show. Had a really good time. And this time, it was less crowded, and I'm hoping less COVID-y. That's my hope anyway. But I should be super immune right now. At least for like, what, a week or something. So, you know, hang out with us um, on the socials. We are at Morning Monorail and there's a website, morningmonorail.com. You can do all of those things. Whether or not you do that, we're going to have another episode for you next week right here on all your podcatchers. Tell your friends. Don't forget about the Monorail menu challenge. Also, while you're at it, if you happen to find yourself in the parks, make sure you thank the people that actually make the magic. Thank a cast member. Thank a team member. Be excellent to each other and party on dudes. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.